I, I had given everything I owned away in 1975, and I went wandering for a number of years trying to make sense out of life. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I started this business. You don't have to learn to trade alone. Welcome to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast, where we interview professional currency traders and industry experts who can help you improve your trading and your life. And now, your host, Hugh Kimura. What's up, traders? This is Hugh Kimura. And in this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Joan Sotkin. Now, she's not a trader, but she does teach something that I believe is much more important uh, to the success of traders than a simple trading system. What she teaches is the prosperity and mindset of of anything, of any business. And um, and this is very important because if you don't think that you can make money in the business that you're in, um, trading included, then you won't make any money. And she speaks about her background, how she was taught as a child to get into debt and how she worked her way out of that and how she built successful businesses as, as a result. And she shows us how this applies to traders and if you have this cycle of you know winning and losing winning and losing then generally it's not because of the trading system it's because of your psychology and um so i'm very happy to have joan on the show i think she'll give you a few great insights into what could be possibly wrong with your mindset and how she helps people overcome um those obstacles so i hope you enjoy this as much as i did and here's joan Before we get started, remember trading is risky and you could lose all of your investment. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not trading, tax, or investment advice of any kind. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hey, Joan. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, Can you tell people a little bit about yourself and maybe your background, how you got started? Well, I've been around a long time. And I was from a family where my father was a compulsive debtor, Mm -hmm. and I learned how to debt (laughs) rather than (laughs) save. And so my relationship with money was pretty weird. And uh, life didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I was supposed to grow up and get married and have children. And I tried tried the married part a couple of times. Mm And it was just too much laundry. <laughs> that was not what I wanted to do with my life. And so I, I've been kind of uh, in business for myself for a long time. I, I, I had given everything I owned away in 1975, and I went wandering for a number of years trying to make sense out of life. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I started this business, uh, Jones Crystals, where I was selling crystals and minerals for healing and meditation nationwide. Cool. And I I was making like fifty thousand dollars a month in today's money mm-hmm. uh, in in gross income, and I wound up going bankrupt because I had no idea how to manage cash flow. Mm. Okay. So uh, you know I had to learn like everybody else, and I'm glad I learned that way because I learned it from a very visceral place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes that's the, that's the only time you can learn something, right? Right. And the work I do, which is helping people understand how their emotional habits create their life stories. Mm -hmm. And it's I'm really getting into the brain science now. 
And that really, once you understand what the habits are, you can decide to change them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. People think, well, I, I don't feel like I'm enough. And, and it's all just a habit. And when you can change your habits, you can change your financial outcomes. Okay, cool. So what's an example of, let's say, the average person who comes to you for help? What kind of habits do they need changing first? Well, first of all, well, there's, there's a couple of habits you have to look at. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not only how you're dealing with money. It's how you're dealing with yourself. Mm -hmm. your, your, your beliefs lead to thoughts, lead to emotions, which inform your decisions, which lead to your behaviors. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, your uh, beliefs, your thoughts, your emotions, and, and your behaviors are all habits. Mm -hmm. And they all go together. It's not like you have a belief and then you have the thought and then you have the emotion. <laughs> it happens within nanoseconds. Mm -hmm. But the important thing for traders to realize is that every decision has an emotional component. Mm -hmm. Now, in the trading literature, you see a lot about fear and greed. Mm -hmm. What you don't see is how your family of origin experiences, the emotions you learned early, early in your life are going to affect your decisions and your behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's really who you are, you know, who you're being right now, because you, who your emotions are and who you are, they're just how you're expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. But, and, and most people, uh, especially people who are very, very linear, who are very numbers oriented and have linear thinking, they don't really know how to define and express their emotions. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, if you can learn how to do that, then you can make better decisions and change your emotional, you know, you can change your emotional habits first and that will lead to making better decisions. I see, okay, that's really interesting. Could you give us an example of um, expressing your emotions better? Okay, so let's imagine that you're looking at your bank balance, mm -hmm. okay? Very few people look at their bank balance and go, oh, whoopee, look what I got. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much they've got, they go, oh, I wish I were making more. There should be making, uh, I'm not making enough. People my age should be making more. Uh, I must be doing something wrong. That the, the, the bank balance has nothing to do with the, you know, I mean, how you're feeling about the bank balance mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the numbers. Mm -hmm. They're just numbers. And whatever you're feeling when you look at those numbers and when you're going, oh, yo, I should be earning more, that's got to do with shame and feeling not enough. And those are feelings that start so early in childhood that we don't even know they're there because we just assume they're what life is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so in order to alter the decisions that you make, you have to learn how to recognize the emotions that you've got. You don't have to have names for them. You just have to be able to recognize the kinesthetic experience in your body. Mm -hmm. Now, for example, when I was, I spent a little time trading. It was the worst time I could have done it because I was using money, my little bit of money that my mother had left me. Mm -hmm. And so it was shortly after she died. And I remember when I would look at the trading board, whatever you called that online, the software, mm -hmm. I, 
I, I would I would get this anxious feeling. And it was like, all I had to do was open the software. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I would get this feeling. And and I think you can relate to what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, and and it wasn't fear like fear of uh, flying or something like that. It, it was just it's its own kind of agitation. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know enough at that point to be able to to stop and say what's going on and you shouldn't be trading while you're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. But but that's an example of where you may not have a word for it, but you 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 know there's something going on inside kinesthetically. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, cool. And so, so now that I've put this system together where you learn, you, you recognize, release, replace, and repeat. In other words, you recognize, I, I had, should have recognized that every time I sat down, I was having this experience. Mm-hmm. And... I would have asked myself when in the past that I have that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Was it when when I when I was doing something behind my parents' back? When <laughs> you know, was it because my mother died? And then to, to I've learned release techniques since then, which I often do with my clients. Uh, there's EFT and be set free fast, and and I use sound releases. Mm-hmm. And so then what you do is you express the emotion. And as I said, you don't have to have a name for it. You just have to know that it's there. Mm-hmm. And and this sound release thing is really easy. You just make the sound of the emotion. And then the replace is you say to yourself, what would I rather be feeling? What an odd question, right? I mean, it's like you have a choice and you do. Yeah. So you say, what would I rather be feeling? And do I know how to feel that? Oh, okay. You know, it's like, People are never satisfied. I, it is yeah. never enough. I don't have enough. I'm I'm longing for more. Longing is a very common feeling. That's what under earning is all about. It's that longing for more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would I rather feel? Do I want to feel fulfilled? Do I want to feel touched? That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And this is what I had asked myself. Do I know how to feel touched? And I looked at it and I said to myself, is it true that I'm not being touched? Now, I was touched deprived, definitely. My father, who thought it was funny, said when she was six months old, she drooled on me and I never touched her again. And that was pretty true. So I had to learn how to be, how to feel touched. Mm-hmm. And so I would get into, so I said, so I said to myself, is it true that you're not being t- touched? I've got 10,000 people on my mailing list. Mm-hmm. There's 10,000 people who have touched me at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I have a lot of male friends who aren't very touchy, mm-hmm. but I realize when they say hello to me, they have this big smile on their face and they're, hi, Joan, you know, mm-hmm. and that's being touched. And so I would get into bed at night and imagine what t- being touched felt like because mm-hmm. okay. I realized I was being touched. I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and once I did that, things absolutely changed for me. There was no doubt about it. And my income improved. Wow. Cool. Okay. I think, well, I think a lot of taking a step back a little bit, I think maybe some people try to figure out the reason behind, for example, why you didn't feel um, touched 
or any kind of a close relationship, and then they kind of get hung up on the reason. So what you're yes. what you're saying is that you don't really care about the reason. You just wanted to solve the current emotion. Is that correct? Correct. Another that very well put. You put that beautifully. So you recognize you're feeling something. Mm-hmm. You you can say to yourself, "When did I feel this before?" Mm-hmm. So that's a little different from the why. Yeah, it's recognizing the feeling (laughs) and and often when you ask yourself that question you'll start remembering things from childhood when you didn't get the christmas present you wanted when when your parents were mad at you all the time Mm -hmm. when you were afraid to say something and and so that's a why but you're coming at it from a slightly different point of view you're saying when did i feel it before Mm -hmm. okay okay and even if you don't recognize it for example if you close your eyes and think about something that's bothering you financially Mm -hmm. you're going to have an experience in your body because you don't feel your emotions in your head they're felt when these neuropeptides attach themselves to receptors in the cells of your organs. So you're going to feel it like a tightness in the back of your, 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 your neck. You're going to feel it in your abdomen and your heart. And that's all you have to know is that that's the feeling. Mm-hmm. And then what you do, and, and it's a little hard at first because people are a little embarrassed by it, even if there's <laughs> no one around. Yeah. And you put your hand over the spot where it where you're feeling it, or if it's a general feeling, then you just recognize that that's what it is, and you make the sound of the feeling. So let's suppose you're really frustrated because you've been trying to to, to win at trading a particular trade for a while, and it's just not happening. Well, the sound of that feeling would be, (laughs) you know, and most people start making little sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> you have to let it rip, you know, and really express the feeling. And you're going to feel a difference immediately. Hmm. Okay. Because feelings by their nature need to be released to get them out of your system. Mm-hmm. And by making the sounds, you're actually releasing the emotion. But then you have to ask yourself, what would I rather be feeling? This is where the habit comes in. Mm-hmm. Because your response, that, that frustrated feeling, trust me, if you're over two years old, <laughs> you have, this is not the first time you have felt frustrated. Mm-hmm. Because you have a habitual response to certain things going on. Yeah. And so you say, okay, what are my options? When you were two or one, you didn't, you didn't know to say, what are my options? You just felt what you were feeling. And there's a good chance you learned those feelings from your parents. Cause mm-hmm. before we're verbal, we pick up everything energetically. Mm-hmm. And so you say, what would I rather be feeling? And I'll give you an example. I, I was putting this business together at one point and I had a very good friend who definitely reminded me of my father and my, one of my brothers, very <laughs> domineering, but he was a really smart business guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was at his, his office and he was giving me some advice and he suddenly said to me, why are you being so defensive? Hmm. And I stopped and I recognized, in other words, I looked inside to see what that defensive felt like. Mm-hmm. 
In other words, rather than trying to defend myself and saying, oh, I'm not being defensive, because <laughs> <I, laughs> that's a normal reaction, yeah. I, I said, okay, what does defensive feel like? And he didn't know this was going on, and I just noticed it, took a really deep breath, and let it go. And when I got home, I thought about it, and I said, okay, what can I do instead when I feel myself feeling defensive because mm -hmm. now I could recognize it. Mm -hmm. The first time you recognize it, that then you can recognize it again. And so the next time I was at his house, at his office, I felt myself getting defensive again. And again, I just took a dip, deep breath and just said to myself, everything's okay, you're a good girl. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's I, it happened two or three times and it was over. Wow, cool. Okay, so I mean, like you said, this all happens in a nanosecond and you're much more aware than most people. But yes. if somebody wants to slow things down and kind of figure out, okay, what, what am I feeling at this point in time? What's a habit or something they can do to kind of be more okay. sensitive to that? Okay, so first of all, you have to be, give yourself permission to do this. Mm -hmm. okay. Because there is, there's so much uh, bad stuff around emotions. You know, don't feel that way. <laughs> Shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be crying. Yeah. <laughs> we, we aren't taught how to be comfortable in our emotions. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, and it's, it's good to do this when you're by yourself so that you don't have to, you know, be listening to someone else and doing two things at once with your mind. Mm -hmm. So, and, and this one where you look at your bank balance or, you look at your trading account or anything that has to do with money because mm -hmm. money is where we're acting out these feelings and and you close your eyes and you just kind of put your attention in in your in your abdomen and your neck and your heart the abdomen is a very common place and the heart area is a very common place where these tensions show up mm -hmm. and you just see if you can determine if you feel contracted or expanded. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're looking at your bank balance and you're, you got your eye and then you close your eyes. Am I feeling contracted or expanded? Mm -hmm. Good chance you're gonna be feeling contracted. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. as I said, very few people go whoopee when they're looking at their trading account or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Although if you had a good day, you could feel expanded. Yeah. Right. So the idea is to put yourself in different situations and it doesn't just have to do with money. You can do with anything in your life and notice whether you're feeling contracted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning of of recognizing your emotions because your emotions are happening in your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. OK, awesome. Um, as I was reading through your website, you say that you kind of take a holistic approach to prosperity. Um, outside of recognizing your emotions, what are some other things that people can do in a holistic? Well, first approach? of all, first of all, your money isn't separate from you. Mm -hmm. It's an extension of you. And if you're not healthy, it's really difficult to have a healthy relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And you and and remember, we're talking about the decisions you make. And particularly when trading is your business, you've got to be making really rapid decisions multiple times a day, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if your decision-making facilities are off, 
you're not going to make great decisions. Mm -hmm. So yes, emotions are part of it. But if you're eating wrong, then your brain isn't getting fueled right. Mm -hmm. So if you eat a lot of sugar and processed foods, for example, that is going to affect the inflammation in your body-mind systems. Mm -hmm. Your blood sugar is going to be off. You don't have to have diabetes for your blood sugar to be off. You could just have hypo go into periods of hypoglycemia. And, and if you feel depressed, if you have trouble sleeping, if, I mean, there's a whole, um, on my website, I have all the symptoms of hypoglycemia. And uh, I, I had serious hypoglycemia. I was suicidal for 15 years. And uh, two days after I gave up sugar, I wasn't depressed anymore. Wow. And I have not knowingly eaten sugar for 43 years. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know this works. And um, so, you know, all those things that they tell you to do to, to sleep enough, mm -hmm. to get enough exercise, because that gets the endorphins going and really helps your brain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and to meditate every day. I, I think everyone should meditate for at least 10 minutes a day because it's a way of, you know, if you do it on a, a regular time, habitually, your mind can quiet down. Mm -hmm. Now, eating sugar and meditating, eh, they don't always go together. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, if you're doing opiates, if you're doing... A, a lot of drugs, you're not thinking clearly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you do, uh, you know, a little bit of wine at night or you, a couple of, uh, a, a less, you know, a couple of tokes and today's strength of marijuana, um, you, you need to give your, your body a chance to clear that out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then to meditate and to teach yourself how to perceive a positive future. If you're afraid of what's going on in your life, it's because you're making up a story that doesn't exist. Hmm. In other words, you're, if you're worried of running, about running out of money, why don't you, you think about the phrase I use, if I ever, you know, it's, it's normal to worry about money when, when the money flow goes down and when you're in business for yourself, it goes up and down. Mm -hmm. And when you're trading, it goes up and down. Yeah. And so I, I recognize when I'm in that, that fear place, and I just say to myself, a large sum of money from an unexpected source. Cool. Why should that be any any less real yeah. than the fear you're looking at? Mm -hmm. So, see, this is where your brain comes in, because your, your subconscious believes whatever you tell it. Mm -hmm. So you might as well tell it that you're moving towards a positive future. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, you have to understand the marketplace. You know, if you if you make a trade on a stock that's got terrible fundamentals, you know, and somebody gave you a, a tip mm -hmm. and even and the numbers don't look right, but you do it anyhow, you know, you have to understand that the, the chances of that happening are small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you have to develop a way emotionally of dealing with loss. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? Oh, yeah, totally. That's awesome. Great stuff. Um, on the topic of meditation. Uh, I think a lot of people get hung up on the dogma of it. How would you suggest people get started or what kind of practice do you like to, to do? That's great. Uh, I have a course, a simple course that's only an hour long if you watch the whole thing, mm -hmm. called Simple Meditation for Busy Entrepreneurs. Cool. 
and I will send you a coupon to share with your uh, your audience mm-hmm. to for a discount coupon for the course. And, I mean, I really want to teach people how to do this because it really <laughs> works. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, if people go to people can go to prosperityplace.com/programs. And I've got that one, and I've got a financial freedom formula, a holistic blueprint for success, and um, and I'll uh, let me come up with a coupon here. If you just do uh, a coupon code of Hugh H U G H, I'll give you a fifty percent discount. It's oh, okay. uh, it's thirty five dollars now, so I'll do it for a fifteen percent discount. Okay, cool. And 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 it's. You know, meditation, I don't, it, it doesn't have to have all this spiritual stuff around it. Mm-hmm. It's a brain technique. Mm-hmm. And, and so a lot of people don't want to meditate or do this stuff because they think they have to get spiritual, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it may happen, but <laughs> you, know, you don't have to worry about <laughs> it. It doesn't have to. Right? <laughs> you don't have to worry. I, I say it's a great way of getting in touch with your intuition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's how I learn most of the stuff that I've learned is that I go, I meditate for all, sometimes 10 minutes in the morning. That's it. Mm-hmm. When I gave everything away, I was meditating for six to eight hours a day, but that was at a time that was in the, in the seventies and not that many people were meditating. Mm-hmm. So it's like the curtains hadn't opened yet. And now that so many people are meditating, it's getting easier and easier to get into that, that state of, of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So and if and if you just sit down and imagine that you're you know take a couple of deep breaths cuz that has a, a an effect of your body of relaxing it and just imagine that you're sitting on the bank of a river and you're watching the river go by and what you're watching is your thoughts mm-hmm. and you just watch your thoughts and they're going to be all over the place <laughs> you know busy mind busy mind and and you don't try to stop it. Uh-huh. You don't try to ju- you don't say to yourself, "Well, I shouldn't be doing this" or yeah, anything. Quiet. Like that. You just watch your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do this for five to ten minutes a day, in a month, your mind is going to be quieter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. This is teaching yourself a new habit. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the busy mind is just a habit. And so, if you do something every day for a couple of minutes. You're building new neural pathways in your brain, and it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. So do you see how I'm I'm dealing with this from a more scientific point of view rather than, uh, you know, it wasn't what your mother said to you, and you don't have to feel awful about yourself. And right. if, you, if you can tell yourself, you're, my favorite saying that I used for years, and I still do. Some of my friends kid me with, about this. <laughs> my favorite phrase is, Joni's a good girl and can have whatever she wants. That's awesome. And if I do anything good, I clap my hands mm-hmm. and I say, Joni's a good girl. I can have whatever she wants. <laughs> and if I'm worried about something, I say, Joni's a good girl. I'm going to have whatever she wants. And, you know, your brain is a simple machine. You just have to train it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's garbage in, garbage out, right? Yeah. And, and if you're telling yourself at least 20 times a day that you're doing a good job, you're bound to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because most people have this this negative self-talk going on. Mm-hmm. I should be doing this, and I didn't do that. And, you know. 
What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I've met very few people who are naturally like optimistic. I think most people are pessimistic in most ways. I, I agree with you. It's because our parents worry so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best parents were worried all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I remember coming home late one time. I was living with my parents when I was on this journey for a while. And uh, I went out and then I came back, you know, I came back home. And my, my parents are all upset. <laughs> you know, they said, we thought you were going to come home earlier and we were worried. Mm-hmm. I said, I didn't ask you to worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't yeah, do yeah. that. Because she, they were just making up stories when the kids don't come home on time. Mm-hmm. What's happened? The parents make up these terrible stories. And, and you know, if something terrible is going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And we just, what, what, the, what the meditation does is it teaches you more to focus in the in the moment of today mm-hmm. rather than the past or the future. So much of our worrying about the future, as I said, we're making up a story. And if you just say to yourself, do I have enough to eat? Do I have a roof over my head? Is there anyone knocking at my door today? And, and you're probably in a pretty good shape. If you're yeah. listening to this, certainly if you're listening to this podcast, you're at more than just a living on the edge level. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm actually interested about your experience with giving away all your stuff and you know coming back from that. How, how did that help you and would you recommend that in some way to, to most people? I would not recommend it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a little nuts, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a therapist who said to me once that I was counterphobic, which meant that I would do anything I was afraid of. Uh-huh. and. Most people are not in that position. I have my pilot's license. I did the firewalk. And, you know, you might as well give it a try because I had been really sick for a long time. Uh-huh. And as I got better, I realized it was really hard to die. So <laughs> I, I could take the chance. Mm-hmm. And I actually, while I was on that journey, I kept a day-at-a-glance day, day diary mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. 10 years because I knew I was in the middle of an interesting story. And that was from 1975 to 1985. Mm -hmm. And about five years ago, I wrote out the timeline and started writing the story. And in uh, probably in the by by mid November at the latest, I'm going to publish the book uh, as a Kindle and a and a and a hard copy. Mm -hmm. And it'll be available on Amazon. It's going to be called the the search for connection my spiritual journey from uh, my my spiritual journey to physical emotional and financial health and cuz it wound up where i had this business where i was selling crystals and minerals i was the first one to sell crystals and minerals for healing and meditation nationwide and i had a line of stones called jones stones in 600 stores and i was bringing in in today's money $50,000 a month and I went bankrupt because I had no idea how to manage cash flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is it easy? Is it, Do I recommend it? I, I would recommend it to everybody, but I know no one's going to want to do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like jumping off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and <laughs> to this day, I live a pretty Zen life. I'm so glad I did it. It was the best thing I've done in my life because I, I don't I don't care that much about things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I know that whatever goes away can be brought back other than people. 
Mm-hmm. So it's really people that matter to me, not things. And mm-hmm. when when your things don't own you, when you don't have to make the money. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about having to make money. Okay. That feeling of I need to make more. Now, I know people who have tens of millions of dollars who feel they have to make more. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that? Where does that come from? So I call that over-earning. There's under-earning and Mm -hmm. (laughs) over-earning. And they both come from touch deprivation because you're always in that habitual longing space, Mm -hmm. longing to be touched. Mm -hmm. So the idea for anyone who's listening is to teach yourself to be satisfied with who you are and what you have today. And... I don't know many people who do that. (laughs) Oh, if only I had that other thing. I really need that Tesla, you know? Um, And I have friends who have Teslas. I have friends who live in that arena. I have have family members. And if I get there, fine. Um, But I don't know that I would buy a Tesla. I would rather, there, there are things that have more meaning to me than things. Mm-hmm. You know, there are experiences, I should say, mm-hmm. that have more meaning than things. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of problems in the world because people just never feel they have enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so I guess we're coming up on time here. But um, I, I think one common thing is, well, a lot of traders want to make a lot of money and they think that they will solve all their problems that way. But, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's debt, there's like managing your cash flow, like you said. So can you talk about those things a little bit more and how you kind of came to grips with that? Okay, well, it's, it was all part of this process. Mm-hmm. Of recogn- Once I understood that whatever I was feeling was a habit mm-hmm. and that I had a choice as, as to what I could be feeling, and that feeling of not enough money has nothing to do with money. Mm-hmm. It's a phrase I use a lot. It's got nothing to do with money. It has to do with how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel enough inside yourself, then you'll never feel that you have enough. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I just, I had a client recently who stayed with me for a couple of times at 28 years old. And he was doing pretty well, but his his earning was capped at a just enough level. Mm-hmm. And he knew that if he made more money, everything would be fine, mm-hmm. just as you said. Mm-hmm. And that is a common thing that people say. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if you don't feel enough today, no matter how much money you have, it won't be enough. That's why people need more than a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, no one needs a billion dollars. I mean, that is so far beyond need. So, so so why do you want that? And, you know, when I see what Jeff Bezos is doing with Amazon.com and it will only be enough for him if he owns the world. Mm -hmm. And now he and Google are fighting it out for position and it doesn't fix it. Mm-hmm. He still has this this incredible craving to own everything in the world. That you know, how much he has. He did a great job of putting it together, 
But there's a point where, where are you willing to say enough? Mm-hmm. I, do you want to work? I mean, you can't make a billion dollars a year and feel uh, really relaxed. I think Warren Buffett is probably one of the more relaxed people. Yeah. But a lot of people I know who who have a, ha, you know are have a lot of net worth, high, very high net worth. It it doesn't mean they're feeling great all the time. Every financial advisor I've talked to, and I've talked to a lot of them, they say that so many of their high net worth clients are scared all the time because they're so afraid of losing what they have. Hmm. And to me, that's from my point of view, that's not a way to live. To me, my wealth is the fact that I've got this incredible amount of peace of mind mm-hmm. and a and a sense of humor. So most <laughs> of what I look like, look at looks funny to me, particularly the way how people behave. <laughs> yeah, we are a weird species, I guess. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> the things right now, if you look at the political system, it's really weird. <laughs> if you take it, I have a client who hates one of the nominees, mm-hmm. and. And you just mention the name, and he is livid. <laughs> so I said to him, and which one of your parents does that person remind you of? And he, oh, no, it's not that. It's not that at all. <laughs> you know, it, it all depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something is good or bad or right or wrong. It's not inherently that. It's how you look at it. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that space where you have to have more, Look at your feelings about being touched because over-earning and under-earning come from the same place. Huh. Okay. That's awesome advice. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, if people want to find out more about you, Joan, where can they go? The best thing to do is to go to prosperityplace.com mm-hmm. and, and sign up for my three free materials. That way I can let you know when this book is coming out. Um, a couple of podcasts I went on, I talked about it. I know John Lee Dumas thought it was absolutely amazing. Cool, yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I this, yeah. And it didn't seem that unusual to me because it was me. And and so the book is done and it's uh, an inspiring story. Um, I'm not very preachy and, and it's an inspiring story. So prosperityplace.com is where to start. And get on my mailing list so you know what I'm doing next. And I'll, se- and, and I'll uh, send you the, the link and everything to that uh uh, coupon. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. We'll definitely that meditation. be out for that book and yeah. uh, I'll put everything you mentioned in the show notes so people can check it out. And, yeah. And uh, if, if people are interested in coaching, I give a, a free uh, call, you know, just to find out about us, each other call. Mm-hmm. And for that, you go to prosperityplace.com slash call. Okay, cool. Well, if you guys want to check it out, um, hit Joan up and let her know. It's been great talking to you, Joan, and I think this, is, this stuff is really important to traders at a very core level, even more important than trading systems. So I, I agree with you, and you know, I've wanted to work with, with traders. I have on a couple of occasions, but so many people are afraid to talk about where they are emotionally or financially, <laughs> and to me, whatever you're going to tell me is a story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, you know, it's just the drama that we're doing how we've chosen to live on earth and you can make different choices. Oh yeah, totally. All right, Joan. Well, thanks again. And, um, and, and thanks for, available. and thanks for inviting me. This is great. Thank you for listening to the trading lifestyle podcast to listen to all of the other episodes and get free access to Forex trading tools, tutorials, and resources. Visit tradingheroes.com.